y'all. It's your girl Ronnie from Hell Uncomfortable Podcast. I am so excited to be back with y'all to tune in. I am very excited tonight. I have two of my favorite people here. I have my best friend, Erica. She's been my best friend since I was like 13 years old. I met her when I was in eighth grade. Then I have my sister, Quita, here, who is forever 30. That's right. <laughs> forever 30. You got that right. I have my big sister, so I have, you know, some folks here, and I have my little godson. Dejan here, so we it's a full house tonight, so we're just gonna, you know, have a good time tonight. We but just I can't hope... afford no babysitters, and just to be real about that. Yeah, we can't afford no babysitters, <laughs> so yet. it's a family affair. Um, so yeah, like I, you know, like I always say, I hope y'all are taking care of yourself, doing whatever it is that y'all need to do for yourselves, loving on yourselves, honoring your boundaries, and just being patient and loving on yourself and loving on your folks. Um, of course, you know I'm gonna read uh, our affirmation card my best friend pulled it tonight i'm going to read it three times i know we believe in the number three here so the first time is just to say it the second time is to fill it the third time is to internalize it so i'm going to go ahead and read it i am aligned with my purpose and move towards my destiny i am aligned with my purpose and move towards my destiny i am aligned with my purpose and moves towards my destiny Yes. Is this card speaking to y'all? Are y'all aligned with y'all destiny and stuff? Or with y'all purpose? I will be. I will be too. Yes. Okay. Every day is a work in progress. So we are we are just kind of like freestyling it tonight. We're just talking about anything that we want to talk about. Um, my sister raised me. I know y'all heard me speak about Quita before on my podcast. You talked about me? I've talked about, she Mommy. hasn't listened to my podcast. but I've, I don't even use Facebook. What you mean? This is not for, <laughs> she's showing her age, y'all. She's working for 30 now. Okay. I am for 30. Listen, she, she, listen. It's not Facebook. This is just a podcast. Like I told you, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. But, um, so yeah, we're, me and Erica, we were just talking about, um, you know, the roles that could have played in our life. Um, she raised both of us. Um, I moved in with my sister. If you listen to it in previous episodes, I moved in with my sister when I was, uh, 10 years old, when my mom transitioned. But even before that, I spent every weekend at her house. Um, and then I met my best friend, Erica, when I was in eighth grade. So when we were like 13. And Erica moved in with us. And so, Erica, do you want to share about Mommy, the role that Quita played in your life and, um, yep. you know, where you are now? What you doing? Definitely. Um, I don't know. I just saw Quita the other day. But honestly, I really feel like she played an important role in my life. Just like. No, leave him there because he said that we got music in the background. He is our music in the background. Girl, leave that lady right there. Don't do that to that baby. Mommy. Okay, <laughs> she forever 30, and uh, as you can see, oh she uh, is more experienced forever 30. Yeah. <laughs> I am forever 30. Girl, we 30. It. So, we all say it's leap year, people. Leap year. It's leap year, Ronnie. Leap year. Have you, have you heard of the uh, black hole? And leap year. I just want personally. First of all, she's thirty-two, going on seventy-five. But I am forever thirty. Okay. Yes. Now, thank you so much. And I believe Erica's thirty. But you know what, Erica? And again, another child of mine right here. I just want to say, it's not the human 
age yes. that you are. It's the way your heart is, okay? Right. Okay. And my heart will forever be 30, okay? Yes, and yes, if you saw me, you think I'm 20 something because mm-hmm. I get it all the time. Yes, Thank you. No, okay. ma'am, me up forever 30. You got me. You got me. I think you don't. Yes, you My bad, miss. What? Oh. But best friend, go ahead and let us know what was the rub. Or what's something that you took away you know that Quita shared or talked something that you took away. Okay, so all of the things I guess. I feel like Sir, sir. Don't mess with my background music. You gotta hear his mama. It's meditating. (laughs) It's meditation. Go ahead. I think I think what I love most about being at Quita's house was just like how engaged she was with the kids. And even when she wasn't engaged with the kids, we was engaged with the kids. (laughs) We was reading books and cleaning up and just doing stuff and I don't know I feel like that makes me a more engaged parent um just all around like even like my oldest son he's in the second grade reading at a fifth grade level my two-year-old he can count he knows all his letters his numbers his colors all of the things and I equate that to just learning what a parent was because I didn't get that at home I didn't always feel safe at home um and I didn't always feel safe to voice that because I feel like the few times that I had voiced not feeling safe at home, nobody did anything. Nobody cared. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I wasn't worthy of having that. Like it just, it wasn't something that was going to happen for me. But I feel like every time I went to Peter's house, I always felt safe. I feel like even James is like one of the first guys that I really felt safe around. I never felt like he go. was going to hurt me or say anything wrong to me. Um, her house was just like a safe haven. And I know Veronica yeah. used to get tired of me because I was dirty. Yeah. I would leave my clothes in the middle of her bedroom floor and she would just be like, oh my yeah. God, when are you going home? I think I said that one yes, time and yes, I got in trouble. Yes. Like, the queen would always be calling me like, <laughs> when are you coming back? <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I, I remember that time. Uh, I think you had you was there for like a week, and we had we and Ronnie share a room, so we had a twin bed. So me and my best friend would sleep together in my twin bed. And uh, y'all know I be tripping. I be you know I have little mood swings, and so uh, you have OCD. I have OCD really bad, and I've had it since I was a little girl. But my best friend was there, and I thought she was going home. I get home, she there. And I, I, I was, I think I said something and had an attitude, and Quinn said, "Bring your ass downstairs." <laughs> and next thing you know, I was slap fire. Okay, and she said, "You do not act like that, and you do not treat your best friend like that." And then I got it, I got it together after I fit that little sting. I got it together. And look, but, you guys are still together to this day. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's one of those pancake mix. You know, you mix it together. <laughs> oh my god you no know, see yeah so. and he cried on no they i didn't touch you <laughs> so yeah so that um yeah, so like, like we just said we've been best friends uh for a long time a lifetime friend we've been best friends lucky. for a very very long time we've been friends and you know too you know i think i as a um, child you know you be thinking like oh we're going to be so close, you know, our entire lives, and we're going to do everything together. But I think we both understand as, you know, as you grow older, you become a joke. 
that it doesn't look like your friendship doesn't look the same, but the love still looks the same. Mm-hmm. The love is still the same, mm-hmm. but the dynamics start to change, but the love never changes and stuff like that. And that also is something I guess that um, that was instilled from us, just being, you know, at Clear House and being oh together and we used to be in the room making all type of videos, all type of dance videos. <laughs> Those are the best. Uh, <laughs> And if you ever rode in the car with queer, oh definitely, oh you have to sing. It's like that's right. when you get in the car, it's gonna be a concert. Period. Point blank. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. I remember, and you was always here and always be my baby. Yes, yes. No, but I remember when um she quit one of her at, at the time her favorite song was "Since You've Been Gone" by Kelly Clarkson. At Kelly Clarkson, and I remember we was on my on our way to my stepmama house, and my our brother was outside. Will Harris was outside, and Quita had us singing this song. And we pulled up, and Lil Harris was like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" We was we singing Kelly Clarkson in the hood. We was in the hood. Lil Harris was like, "Oh my god, what in the world?" We but we was singing our hearts out. We used to have the best time. We used to sing and stuff like that. Anything else you want to share, best friend? Uh, I'm just very very grateful. Yeah, because. Like, you never made me feel like I was not welcome. You know, I got to go to Great America and yeah. all of that. She never made it like, oh, I'm spending all this money. She always went to the fair. Yeah, we all, we got packed up. We used to have this little blue band. And baby, we used to be one time we drove, I think we drove to Sacramento. I had my niece on, I had my niece sitting on me. Then there uh, was another one sitting on her. So it was three of us just laughed at because Quita literally, you know, she has her kids. Quita's a mother of five. And then so she had me. And then she had my best friend. And then she would go to other places and collect more kids. And so we just all in the goddamn van. And don't forget Ronnie's friends. Yeah, and Ronnie, Ronnie's friends. We in the van singing our hearts out, driving mouths, y'all. Driving mouths. But so that that's a little bit of our childhood. But Akita, do you want to share about when you became a mother? And you know, what, you know, where did some of these values come from? You know, well, for my from thank you, Ronnie. I'm forever charity just for all audiences that are listening. Okay, just for just want to put it out there and do respect content. So. I was uh, a mother at a very early age. I had my first daughter when I was 16 and a half. No one taught me uh, sex or anything to that nature. My parents were uh, very abusive. They were not a good mix for each other. So, you know, me and you have the same sperm. I call him sperm donator, affectionately um, decrepit, you know, because he looked like a a creep from uh, (laughs) the creep show. Yes, we have our own relationship, so don't judge me. But, you know, um, so, you know, I just come from a background where I didn't, I just was always different than my siblings. So I was just, I just felt like uh, the black sheep in the family, without being a black sheep, I just knew that uh, I was different than everybody else. So I saw that what I did not want, um, I didn't particularly want kids, just to put that out there too, they just showed up. It just happens if you have sex with people, oh. you know, you it, it's a people just produce out of you. Really? Right. So oh. I learned that. So unfortunately, by the time my mom was so she used to have about the birds and the bees, I was already knocked up. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> 
I will never forget it. Yes. <laughs> Lord, that was a horrible experience. But anyways, moving forward, um, so I, I just saw a lot of stuff. I did, I did, I wanted to do better than my parents. Yeah. So I saw, I saw that right away, and then I saw, you know, what my mom went through. So a lot of it really comes from what my mom went through, yeah. and what I, what I saw her struggle with. And then she was a breadwinner, she was a worker, the cleaner, and then she was being abused by a sperm donator dad. So I just saw that where I did not want in a man. Period. So that's basically. Uh, you know, my morals and background come from. Yeah. And then I had, uh, and on the flip side of that, you know, he was good for something because his, uh, uh, what I thought was my grandmother, which turned out to be my great-grandmother. I thought she was my grandmother, but she was my great-grandma, oh. Estelle, yeah. staying in our house in the brick homes. And uh, she was blind at 30, but she taught me how to cook. She taught me how, oh, right. we used to try to trick her out of her money all the time, but she, her boobs were so long. It, it, <laughs> it, it was, her boobs was really long. They didn't take really good care of my great-grandmother. Oh my God, her boobs were so long. It went to her knees, so I just knew that you're supposed oh, to wear God. a bra. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like, why y'all treat, uh, you know, her like that? But anyway, um, you know, but whatever, sock boobs, whatever. She knew how to count money, and I just... I really, 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 uh, really honored. Uh, I, I, I learned a lot from my great grandmother, which I thought was my grandmother. Yeah. And uh, because she was blind and she still tried to clean up the bathroom, she still was in the kitchen cooking. She would call you in the room to have conversations with you and, you know, uh, play dominoes or at least, you know, fill on the dominoes to see if she could win. You know, that that's who she was. And I just, I, I, I took that, that ground from her. Yeah. And I took the strength from my mother. And um, I used that. Yeah. And I used, and I used that, that model on my kids. Have you, uh, so what were some of the thoughts that you had when you found out you were 16 and you were about to be a mommy? I didn't have any thoughts, to be honest. Yeah? No, there was no thoughts there. You know, not even uh, not even um, worried about getting killed because, you know, our parents back in the day, they were real parents. <laughs> like, not like today. You know, Don't touch my kid. No. <laughs> like, no, you got hands put on you. So I think that's some point you have to keep that concept. But more importantly, you have to learn how to deal with it. But um, going back to that, um, what it looked like for me with, with my um, parents and upbringing and stuff like that, I didn't have, because of all the trauma in the household, I didn't have uh, any ambition, no dreams, no nothing. It was literally like the TV is off right now and it's a blank slate. Yeah. So it was nothing there. So it was like no emotion, no nothing. It's just, it is what it is. It's like survival. You just, you learn to survive, you move on. This is what happened, you move on. Yeah. You know, where's the solution? And I also took that lesson from my parents if you make a mistake and you do something you find a solution so so when you had free because I, I never even asked you how, what was that birth like I mean I've seen Quita had her last baby but I, um, I had all natural birth so yeah. uh, back then in the 1990s they oh. allowed you to have well, first of all, Forever 30 why are you trying to get somewhere Bronca <laughs> uh, back then um they had water births, a lot of more water births in the hospitals and stuff. So they would let you be in the in the water. So I stayed in the water with Rihanna for as long as I possibly could. Then they pulled me out 
and put me on that uh, table and I thought I was going to die. Like your like, vagina you know, feels yeah. like you're going to open up, like if someone's taking some pliers down there to your sensitive parts and cranking it and cranking it and cranking it. Uh -huh. You know, it was horrible. Like I wanted to jump out the window and instead of having to be. Wait, so when you say table, are you talking about like just a... a the labor table. Okay. Yeah, the dry table where you ain't got nothing there. You know, and it was, you know, I've had all my kids with no drugs, so yeah. I don't believe in drugs. So I'm just saying it was, it was a, it's, it wasn't a good feeling and I don't want to go back. Every time somebody gets pregnant, yeah. I clench my vagina just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about your second birth? What about Ronnie's birth? <clears throat> okay. Fortunately for me, for Veronica, thank you, Veronica, for this. At the time, I, by the time I had my second birth, I was married. Um, or did we get married after? It doesn't matter. But anyway, um, that thing went out so she wanted out so fast. Uh, yes, um, her dad was driving me to the hospital, and I'll never forget. I was mad at him. I was like, "Oh, it's time to go." You know, the water had broke or whatever. Yeah. I'm in the car in labor, and we finally get there. This fool goes and parks the car. Like who? Who's? <laughs> the damn car leave the damn car in the emergency where it says right. having a baby spot right he wanted to go park the damn car so it won't get towed Hell no. so he missed his daughter's birth oh it was that fast it was that fast Dang. ronnie came out like i was so grateful to that thing because it was like not that much pain she came out wow yeah she Dang. came out that's cool mm -hmm. okay so the next one here we go. Uh -huh. The third one yeah. of this was Kyla. Uh -huh. Kyla was my surprise baby. You didn't know you I didn't want I didn't want to know if I was having a girl or a boy because I had two girls okay. already. And actually, Kyla was my most enjoyable pregnancy. Really? You know how the women say, you, you see these women that keep getting pregnant, keep getting pregnant. You're like, what the hell is wrong with them? Do right. they have a lot of nannies or do they have a lot of money? Yeah. I'm thinking about that, right? No, there's actually a feeling, a hormone that triggers or something in your body yeah, that just makes you feel good day and night. It's called I don't know. I don't take pills. No, but that's why oh, it's love, love, love hormone. Oh, well, I had a lot of love hormone with Kyla. Yeah. Because I was on cloud at nine. I wanted to do all of the, um, the meet up with other pregnant women things. To go. I had cousins, and my cousins were pregnant at the same time. Yeah. And my other sister. So we... We went and did all the pregnancy things, and my Auntie Pam, love her. Oh, my gosh, I was like my mama. Yeah. Her house, girl, you walk in her house, she got something cooking all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> you walk in her house, she had the food ready yeah. for all the pregnant girls walking in the door, sitting on the couch, and then she was like, oh, sit down and have a seat, relax. Oh, that was the best time ever. Kyla was my best pregnancy okay. ever. Like, if you probably want 100 kids, you want that hormone. I'm telling you right now, you can't afford it today, so just don't ask for that hormone. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm going to tell you right now, that was the third one. So, But the birth was not as wonderful. It was like my first birth, as if I've never had a kid before in my life. And it was really painful. Really? Yeah. And I think I had you guys in the delivery room so I could teach y'all about sex. No, that was Jordan. Oh, I, no, it was not Jordan because Jordan wasn't born yet. No, but well, you, had us, you had us in the delivery room. Well, you, I wasn't there. Kyla, okay, I was well, then the, I had the other foster kids with me and the older kids. Yeah. 
I had, oh yeah, I did drag them. I dragged a lot of kids. I dragged a lot of kids to the delivery room so they know what not to expect. It was a, a, it was a sex education class. Oh, it was. Yes. Oh, my God. oh it was. That's what I used it for. I it was a sex education class. Because I remember Beaker had passed out. Yeah. She had passed out. That shit ain't no joke. Yes, it was. It was. I use that as sex education. This is what I'm not supposed to do. Yeah. This is what happens after sex. Mm-hmm. Your vagina goes from this small to this big. Yes. Yes. The kid, it, it was really traumatizing. Traumatizing. It was traumatizing. Yes. And it worked. It, 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 it worked. It, it definitely, it definitely worked for me. It worked. It worked for me. It worked. For sure. Now I still ain't got no kids. Yeah. And look at Ronnie. She just had her, her daughter at 20 something years old. Yeah. And, and Bree just had her first baby at 30. Yeah. It worked. The, so, the you know. It's weird methods, but you know. The trauma of seeing that at, at the end. It's not trauma. It's it's, a, you know what? It's actually it's, when you're a little kid and you're seeing that, it's like, what the fuck is happening? It's no different than having a sex education class in one minute you're an innocent child and the next minute you okay. go in class and they show you a fake penis. It's a it's a girl. It is, no, it's not. Right when they made no, it's no. It's, 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 a, it's a difference for me. No, it's not. Because literally, no. I remember when she went. So I got to see Jordan being born. That's my sister's youngest baby. And I remember she had told us she was like, "Y'all are gonna be in the room. I have Jordan." And so we went to school, you know, that day or whatever. And um, next thing you know, we get a call and they're like, "Oh, Veronica, you're being picked up from." Like, what what you mean? Like, why? I'm like, do I have to go? Like, why do I have to? You go? didn't prep them for what they no, wanted. No, she she told me. I she, told she, them. She said that we would be in the room. She said we y'all gonna be in the room. She and Jordan. Be in the room. I had good she, health insurance, girl. They had a couch in my room and everything. They had a bed in her room, but she didn't say that it came from down there, and, and she didn't say all that. Okay, I wasn't prepared. So when I when I get there, you know. She pleaded there. She all she cool. She calm. She you know they asked her like, do you want the epidural? She's like, no, I don't want the epidural. You know, I never I, get the epidural. And, and so I'm like, what? Because you know the horrifying story about the epidural that it might not be truth or fact, but what we were told back then is that it, it hurts your it will damage your back when you get back and you have the baby. Them. So I never had the epidural. Ever. I think that is. The only time I let them give me some type of drug is through the IV of your hand. Yeah. And that was it. So you were on your own. You and that pain on Once your own. That baby start crowning, that don't work. Yep. But you know yeah, what? In my, in my doula training, uh, they said that, you know, um, I'm also a doula, so if y'all know any mamas uh, that need some support, I'm here. Uh, y'all can reach me on Hell Uncomfortable page. But, um, my uh, doula training, they were saying, like, dude, birthing is supposed to be a sacred experience. Like, you're supposed to, like, like our bodies is made to do it. So, like, the fear that is, you know, implemented into us is something that came from the colonizers, the people that came and colonized, like, or, or not even colonized, that came and got rid of, like, midwives and the granny midwives and stuff like that. Because they were saying, like, back in the day when you birthed with a granny midwife or or whoever it is, like they made sure that you were calm and the space was the way that you wanted it to be, and they reaffirmed you to let you know, like this is something that your body can do. I don't. Know. But you know what? It's not about that. Yeah. I'm telling you, I had five births. Yeah. Okay, five. Yes. And only one came out fast. You know. Yeah. Like I'm telling you right now, it's not about that. You can be as comfortable as you possibly can, but when your body opens up and it feels like 
You got metal down there instead of tissue. Yeah. Um, ain't nothing gonna help you. Yeah. Even being calm, I mean, it's with the exception of like it's like your person. You have to have your person there. Yeah. Like something you could really focus on and you know, breathe, you know. Just like soup, like breathe, like breathe, you know. But I can counter that though, because I feel like my birth with Daniel would have went a lot better if I would have had it the way I wanted it to. I wanted the no. Oh, I didn't want. I didn't have have, have, natural too. Okay, good. See, um, I wanted the lights off. Bam! I ain't have no kids. Yeah, you know, to the soldiers, no drugs. Erica wants to try to traumatize folks, man. Okay. I didn't want my mama there. I didn't want nobody in the room because I didn't want nobody talking to me. I didn't want no lights on. I just wanted it. Yeah, you just want quiet and yeah. dark and calm, yeah. and yeah. I got the exact opposite. Really? And I feel like it would have been so much better if I would have been just able to relax and just mm, okay. Um, with Dejan, I don't know what he had going on. He did not want to come out. And it hurt it so bad. Yeah. They forced me to lay on my back, which was not comfortable. Um, when I finally got on my hands and knees, it was something about that that made that position, flip. yeah. Uh-huh. And he finally wanted to come out, to and they were just like, "No, you gotta go on your back." And yeah, yeah, that was horrifying because I was like, you know, I want to stay in this position, this position I'm comfortable in. Yeah. This is making him come out. Let him come out. I didn't have no epidural. I still got all my strength, but mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, so this almost like a cat that? having a baby. You seen a cat have a baby before? No, I haven't had cats have the babies. Mm-mm. Wait, but did you did you get to stay on all fours, or did you no. have to? They flip you back over regardless. They don't care because what they do is they they always use the excuse we're concerned about the baby. They hear the baby's uh, heartbeat. You know they're not supposed to. And it's that, crazy because so. they have all the posters that say all yeah, these are all the positions you can have it. Yeah, have your not baby. In. And they yeah. did not let me stay like that. And they could have let you have the lights dimmed down, but that's why it's important. Um, now that I, I mean, I learned in my doula class, whatever, it's important to have a birth plan, you know. Mm-hmm. So when they saying this, you be like, well, actually, you know, we agreed to this on my birth plan, and this is what yeah. I want, and you know, actually, this is y'all rights, and I'm supposed to be. Yeah, but the, you know? the mother has to know their rights. A yeah. lot of these women are brand new mothers, and they don't know yeah. what to say. You just have nurse, uh, Miss Nurse, forever working there, and I've delivered so many babies, yeah. and it's you just. Mothers have to be told that they have to assert their authority at that time. You know, even if they have to say, hey, I don't want that nurse anymore. Kick that nurse out. This is what I want, and this is what I'm going to have. You know what I mean? So, but you know, hey, that was the third birth. That was Kyla. Surprise baby. Everybody thought she was going to be a, a, yeah, boy. She could only been two. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. They thought she was going to be a boy. Like, no, I remember. No, no, no. I remember because um, I'm forever 30. But, you know. Um, oh, that's good. I remember uh, because the dad, his, his um, my husband's dad, he was so excited because they haven't had a boy in the family in so long. Yeah. He painted his whole damn house blue. <laughs> he went and bought expensive blue curtains, drapes. Yeah. Not even curtains, they were drapes. Oh my god. He went and bought a blue couch. He went and had the carpenter put in blue, blue carpet and painted the walls blue. He knew. He said, I don't have to know nothing. I can just tell by the way you're carrying him and his him and his mama. 
in a chair, girl, talk about you're having a boy, broke out the cigars and everything. Hey, it was a girl. And I remember when I had Kyla in the birthday room, they made my baby feel so bad. I had to kick everybody out. I had to kick everybody out because it was like, it's a girl. I'm like, don't do that to my princess. Right. Get out. It's like, oh. You know, like, uh, uh, don't make her feel like that. I don't like know that. when you have Matthew then. They have plans. No, when I had Matthew, that was uh, something different. What happened yeah. to Matthew? That's when his uh, sister died the same day, remember? Oh, oh my. Yeah, Virginia died this, the morning I was in birth. Given, yeah, she stayed with, up with me. So this would be the, what, the fourth uh, delivery on Friday 30. Fourth delivery. Yeah, fourth delivery. Fourth delivery. But my kids are four years apart, so just keep that in mind. I'm forever 30. Leap year. Oh, and leap year and wormholes. Wormholes. First of all, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Anyway, moving on. That was that smack right there. Moving on. What year is this fourth baby? Excuse me. And how old is he? Pardon me. This would be Matthew. Yeah. Here's some Matthew, Matthew James. Son. Yeah, so when I had my son, his sister, mm-hmm. one of his sisters, he has two sisters, but one. His sister. Is your thing turning red? Yeah, because we. Uh, Are you out of time? No, I think we can still record. So. We have to totally do this part two. Okay, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all. Tune back in for part Forever two. Forever 30. Thank you. Bam. Tune back in for part two. Take care of yourselves. If y'all are not doing so yet, make sure y'all follow Hella Uncomfortable on IG, on TikTok. Follow Erica Crazy Craft. Follow C. Ron Lost Queen. Follow Free the Cheeks. Follow We Will Different. Follow The Vegan Hushes. Make sure y'all follow all Oh my God, where is The Vegan Hushes? I totally need some food. Tune in uh, to the... Uh, Tune into the episodes. Let me know your thoughts, your feelings, your connections. Anything that stood out to y'all, y'all can DM me. Y'all can comment on my IG. 